0: What is going on with this whole politics business? Hello, my name's Greg Knight. I'm a Conservative candidate for East Yorkshire. Oh, sorry, I just checked your wife, didn't realise. <laughs> Roll call, and you killed her. Angela Regal, porridge for breakfast. Why do you Porridge. Recording. You. you just can't call it. Playing games! What I think people want us to do is. Frankly, Russia should go away. It should shut up. Hello. Hi. Welcome to another episode of What the Actual Fuck Is Going On with This Whole Politics Business. I should start this episode by saying, um. I have a slight sore throat, so my voice might sound a bit weird. Um, It's not COVID, I checked. (laughs) Me in my kitchen, just, like, doing a test. Feeling very, uh, glam. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, so if if my voice sounds weird, that's why. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) uh, But you know what? I, I think maybe it's like a slight cold. But here's the thing, it's not as bad as it normally would be and I do kind of attribute that to two things. Number one, wearing a mask for like a year and a half or whatever, I feel like that really helped. Number two, I take a lot of vitamins. <laughs> this is my, uh, if you can hear that, that's my, <laughs> my little medication thing. I've got like one of those little boxes and you put all your medicine in that every day. I take a load of vitamins every morning um and I think that probably helps uh anyways (laughs) um so there's been a lot going on this week um and there is so much to talk about so I feel like we should fucking talk about it let's go Okay, so i know that this podcast is mainly just me like yelling and screeching and laughing and shit um and i'm fine with that by the way like i i don't i don't think that's a bad way to podcast but i did want to briefly just say um this week uh james broker who was a conservative mp passed away um he had cancer and he was 53 years old um It's horrifically sad. um, Especially because he was so young. Um, And. I. I've. I have. um, I have experienced loss in my life. And it is. One of the hardest things. So. Immediately when I saw it, I just thought about his family and his friends and I felt um, I felt very deeply for them. And I hope that they are doing okay. Um, I think one of the things you have to remember, I mean, it's all fun and games to, you know, yell at each other, laugh at each other, debate, get mad, you know, over this crazy, crazy game of politics. Sure, I do that every day of my life. Especially on a Sunday, as you can hear. But, regardless of party lines, tribalism. A man of 53. A loved husband and father. A friend that so many people loved. Is gone. And that is... That is horrifically sad. Satori Conference. The theme was messyboots.com Scandal, gross, grim, kerfuffle calamity i feel i it was like every day there was a new story coming out about some absolute fucking mess and i uh, what uh, what the fuck what the actual fuck just every day was just new catastrophe it was insane. Uh there was um what i can only describe as a number of violent incidents. Um a lady was assaulted um at the bar of the Midland Hotel during the conference. Um he the the man who assaulted her was removed from conference and the Conservative Party have said they are working with the police to try and assist with their inquiries um but I think it really kind of I mean especially in the current climate and with the conversations that we are having although for some people it is quite reluctant um but the conversations we're having about um women's safety you know it kind of really brings that back you know um she said that she spoke about it because she wanted to emphasize that women are often unsafe in places where other people feel safe and i feel you i feel you i think the thing with uh with politics and i don't think this is like a party specific thing either um is that a lot of the time women are outnumbered by men anyway so you feel kind of awkward and you feel like like you know speaking you feel a bit weird because you're surrounded by Men and you 're not sure how it's going to go um and then of course, things like this can happen and i I could sit here and I could say to you, we need to be doing more to you know make women feel welcome and and appreciated in in political discussions and political debates and political activism, but you know what we've been having those conversations for years and years and years, and all everyone ever says is, "Oh." Well, we We've had female Prime Ministers, we've had female Home Secretaries... Who cares? You've got to do more, because if this shit still happens... If this shit still happens... Come the fuck on. Um, That's sad, man. But you know what? That was not the only uh, incident of violence, I'm afraid um ian duncan smith conservative mp former leader of the conservative party um was assaulted at conservative party conference unfortunately um five people have been arrested um he was allegedly assaulted by being hit on the head with a traffic cone i don't there is a noise behind me and I do not understand. Um, (laughs) stop. Anyway, um, why was there so much violence? Like what was going on? Was there something in the water? I don't, God, I have no idea. Mm -mm. I just don't know. Um, there was uh, a series of videos <laughs> released by boris johnson um over the conference period and i have to tell you she was cringe um so obviously the conservative government are really pushing this whole build back better thing which they stole from joe biden um <laughs> So it's just kind of a slogan, it's a phrase, you know, the idea of like, you know, we're going to rebuild society and make it better than it was before COVID. Although I have to be real, I'm not really fucking seeing it because it seems like the government is kind of trying to push people back to what we had before, you know, the whole push for everyone needs to get back in the offices everyone needs to get back to work everybody needs to go back to commuting and spending extortionate amounts of money on lunch when they're out at work because having financial you know having having a bit of financial stability having a bit of extra money in your pocket having some time to spend at home with your families no that doesn't serve people it doesn't serve landlords and businesses so get the fuck out back to the offices that doesn't sound like build back better to me to be honest, um, housing still unaffordable, expensive, unobtainable. Um, you know they can announce all the developments they want because most of them tend to be, you know, completely out of normal people's price ranges. So that's not really building back better. Uh, we've still got poor Marcus Rashford having to plead with the government to do the right thing when it comes to kids. They're cutting twenty pounds off universal credit that doesn't seem like build back better to me boris but okay so they're they're just basically saying this whole build back better thing but they're not actually doing it and on top of that boris johnson is now releasing these sort of like visual shit posts right um and i just (laughs) i don't even know what to say i don't know what to say lads i (laughs) let me let me explain them to you so They would be, like, Boris doing something. And it's kind of, like, I don't know, like, a pun or wordplay or some dumb fuck shit like that. Like, there's one where he's, like, spreading some butter and he's, like, build back butter. (laughs) You get it? Because, like, build back better and, like, butter. Shut the fuck up. Uh, He did another one with, like, some beer and he was, like, build back bitter. (laughs) Twat. Twat um there was uh, one where he was eating some fish or something and he was like (laughs) build back batter (laughs) fuck's sake and look i get it right he he was making these fucking cringe weird videos in the hopes that they would be shared on social media and people would be talking about it because for some reason the british government seems to do this a lot they will do weird stupid things in the hopes that they will go viral on social media i talked about that last week with the whole photo of him wearing a shirt and proper shoes to go running um you know and and it's the same thing you know these videos are the same thing um and yes it did work because people were sharing them and sort of you know (laughs) laughing at him and whatever um There's one response that I I did want to talk about, because... (laughs) Because Carl was sending me. Uh, Cheryl Hole from RuPaul's Drag Race UK Season 1, an icon, the Queen of Essex, that bitch responded to one of these videos and said, ''Our Prime Minister eats his food like a toddler.'' And yeah, yeah, I, I get it. She's amplifying and that's bad. But, like, you know what? it made me laugh and not much does that these days because the world is bleak so um you know and again this is these videos essentially exist to have people talk about that instead of talking about all of the shit things that the government are doing um and yeah again it worked i i don't know what to tell you um there's a lot of shit things they're trying to cover up lately i guess but we'll get to that. There's time. So on to the rest of Tory conference. Dominic Raab, my goodness, uh, he he was speaking at an event and nobody fucking showed up. There was a picture posted um, online, uh, lots and lots and lots of empty seats. I guess the ticket hotline was closed much like the sea when he went on holiday um i mean dominic rob is not the most engaging or interesting speaker and he's not i uh, i i wouldn't i wouldn't make time to hear him speak personally he just seems incredibly vapid and a bit dumb um (laughs) which was actually on full display this week he was giving an interview um and he was, <laughs> oh god, you're gonna love this. Um, he was giving an interview. And <laughs> this bitch, this bitch doesn't even go. So he was asked on BBC Breakfast whether he believed that misogyny should be treated as a hate crime, and he responded with this: "Misogyny is absolutely wrong. Whether it's a man against a woman." or a woman against a man i'm sorry i'm supposed to believe that our justice secretary former foreign secretary real smart guy he's supposed to be like a super smart lawyer or some shit as well as miss laura Kunzberg was telling me recently on the twitter um i'm supposed to believe this man has intellect i'm supposed to believe this man is intelligent uh-uh let me tell you this Men, you are not sending your best if this is what you've got, because what the fuck? Okay, let me break it down. Let me break it down. This bitch, read a dictionary, Dominic. Read a fucking dictionary, little Dom. Let me tell you. Okay. If it was a woman against a man, that would be misandry. That's a different thing. Misogyny. It has to be against a woman. Because words have fucking meanings, bitch. I. Girl. go. It's cringy, mama. It's cringy. Because. He doesn't even know what words mean. He doesn't. Why can't the English learn to speak English? You know what I mean? I... <laughs> girl. I mean... Girl. I just... I can't. I can't. That's so... Jesus. This bitch went to fucking Cambridge. And Oxford. And a grammar school. I hate. i just want to let everybody know if you think that you don't have the skills for something or you can't do something you probably can because this dumb bitch is doing it all he's been foreign secretary he's been justice secretary he's deputy prime minister and he's a fucking idiot so you know what believe in yourself and follow your dreams um (laughs) there was a little chat had about the culture war the culture war if you don't know what the culture wars are culture wars or the the culture war as we're calling it these days is basically uh people yelling and screaming at each other about things that actually in the grand scheme of things don't really mean much because they're trying to distract you from real shit you know Uh, The British government are really into this right now. They're starting all these arguments about wokeness and political correctness and all this shit because it distracts people from the reality of the fact that they are a terrible government that are hurting people and making people's lives intolerable. Okay, so Oliver Dowden um, was uh, having an event at the Tory conference and one of the Conservative members had this to say and I have to tell you, I really appreciated hearing this and I thought, you know what? Whoever this person is, I respect you. You are the only bitch at Tory conference that I respect. We had no choice but to stand. So this is what he said or she said. I don't know. They didn't actually mention like gender of this person. I really don't like the culture war and I really don't like all this anti-woke rhetoric was women's suffrage woke was universal suffrage woke were gay rights woke we couldn't even suggest that people shouldn't boo our national football team on the global stage yes this is the thing this is the thing right (laughs) i mean firstly i feel like People just label things woke that they don't like now. So the word has kind of lost its meaning. And that's original meaning, actually, when it was first kind of popularized in society. Um, being woke meant kind of paying attention to the world around you and being aware of things. Um, you know, people used to say, like, stay woke, as in, like, look around you and see, see the reality. Don't allow yourself to be distracted. It's not actually a negative thing, but it's kind of been turned into a negative thing by people, which is a bit, like, cringe. Um, and uh, you know what? I feel like this guy is, Or this girl, or whoever this person is, I feel like they're completely right. Because... If you are a party that has been in government in some form or another for over ten years, you should have you should have achievements you can talk about. you should have future plans that you can talk about. You should not be relying on riling up the public by shouting about like gender neutral toilets or like stonewall or fucking uh, you know critical race theory or whatever you should have actual achievements you should have um blueprints for the future you should be able to give people legitimate hope for what's to come and the conservative party in its current form cannot do that because they are resting on snappy slogans and getting people angry at each other so that they can't see what a fucking mess is happening at downing street and i I feel good about the fact that there are members of the Conservative Party that are unhappy about this and that are recognising this. I think that's great. Um, And I also think it takes a lot of guts to stand up at an event like that and say something like that. You know, because you know, especially with how dissenting voices are kind of treated in the current Conservative Party, I I think that was very, very brave. And I think that's cool. Um... So, Carrie Johnson, Boris Johnson's wife, made an appearance and spoke at uh, an LGBT event. (laughs) I mean... Okay. Okay. I'm not really sure why because i mean in in her like her actual job her career she she works in conservation uh so you know environmental stuff like if she was speaking at like i don't know some kind of climate change event that would make sense to me but i didn't really understand why she was at the lgbt event that was a bit confusing um i i I didn't really get why she was there (laughs) Uh, i mean she she talked a lot about you know all the things the government are planning to do oh we're gonna ban conversion therapy well sis they've been saying that for years and they haven't done it so i mm, okay it kind of seemed like she was there to kind of I don't know, like, soften Boris Johnson's image with the LGBT community. Because, of course, this is the man that referred to gay men as tank-topped bum boys. Uh, this is the man that, (laughs) uh, was incredibly, uh, negative and hurtful about equal marriage. Um, but, you know, I I guess, I I don't know. I don't really know why she was there. That's all. Um... There was actually a lot of kerfuffles <laughs> with LGBT-related things at this conference. Um, so there was uh, there was a booth set up for the LGBT Conservatives. And it was put into <laughs> section 28 of the conference layout. If you don't understand why that is hilarious and sad, uh, section 28... Um, was a piece of legislation brought in by a previous conservative administration um, under Margaret Thatcher that banned the promotion of homosexuality uh, in um, a lot of places. Um, You know, schools, libraries, that kind of thing. Um, And really contributed to a lot of negative things for the LGBT community. Um, So that was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, there was also a really kind of cringe picture of Liz Truss um, standing in front of the booth with a sign saying, I pledge to be an ally to the LGBT community. Um, but considering she has done absolutely nothing for the LGBT community during her time as Minister for Women and Equalities, that's a bit cringe. Speaking of Liz Truss, really tr- Liz Truss related cringe there we go i said it probably that time she decided um she decided to bless the lgbt conservative group with her presence at their party they had a a big event at a local club um for the lgbt tories group. And Liz Truss turned up and she was dancing like that straight girl that gets drunk and messy at the club and tries to convince all of the gay guys to be her gay best friend. And then she gets even more messy because they all reject her and she feels sad because she has no one to go and buy handbags with. And then she goes up to the stage and tries to pull the drag queen off the stage because she thinks she can do it better. And then she ends up being thrown out of the club and then she cries outside and then she sees another gay guy and she's like, I just feel like really alone right now I just need to be with someone and then she tries to kiss him and he's like what are you doing and she's like why are you rejecting me and she she's just that girl you know it was very that like it had that energy I could see it you know it was girl 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 we were also treated to more of Michael Gove dancing Because we hadn't suffered enough the time before, I guess. (laughs) When I tell you this, this fucking conference was just mess from top to bottom. Non-stop calamity. One after another. um, Therese Coffey, the Secretary of State for Department of Work and Pensions. And a horrible person. Decided to treat us all to some karaoke. She uh she was singing, I've had the time of my life from the movie Dirty Dancing, just an hour before the £20 universal credit card came into force and stripped hardworking people, people on the poverty line, of that extra money that they needed to survive. Because I mean, if you can't show off how much of a dreadful human being you are at your party conference, when can you do it? You know what I mean? I. This whole thing, this whole event, this whole fucking catastrophe of humanity really just seemed like. Like some kind of. You know. Disco for people with no empathy You know what I mean? It was very, very that Um, Jacob (laughs) Rees-Mogg He was um, He was actually confronted At Tory conference um, By an activist uh, Dominic Hutchins Who wanted to speak to him About what he had gone through uh dominic hutchins has cerebral palsy um and he had been working but his job had been taken as the service had been closed by the government and so he couldn't work anymore he then had to prove that he had cerebral palsy to claim benefits um for those that are not super aware Uh, or for those outside of the uk who don't understand or don't know um, how the process of claiming disability benefits works um at the current time you will have to go through what's called an assessment if you're claiming disability benefits and it is dehumanizing And it is a process that strips you of your dignity. And it is... It is often conducted in a way that does not understand or recognise the reality of life as a disabled person. Um, They will basically use any excuse to try and make sure that you do not get the money that you are actually entitled to. And it is... A horrible experience. For people. And the government doesn't care. About that. They don't care that they are humiliating. And bullying disabled people. Um, Because you know what. The tactics currently used. Means that less people are claiming. Less people are on the figures. So they don't care. Um, The worst thing. About this whole situation. Was that when. Dominic Hutchins was trying to speak to Jacob Rees Mogg and he was trying to explain what he had been through and how difficult it had been for him. All Jacob Rees Mogg could say was, I'm sorry that you think that. He couldn't he couldn't give this man a real chance to speak. He couldn't give him um, any kind of respect, any kind of dignity he just wanted to get out of there. He did not give a fuck, and it was really disgusting to see to be honest um am I surprised? You know I'm not at this point, you know I'm not surprised because this is how it always is. this is how it always fucking is um i am I'm grateful that Dominic Hutchins did what he did, and he tried to tell people stories. But I just wish that we had a government that would actually give him the respect of really listening and really hearing what he's trying to say, because it shouldn't be easy to dismiss someone when they're saying. All we want is dignity. All we want is a bit of respect. All we want is some kindness. But for our government, it is. And that's a horrifying thing. I've been doing my Christmas shopping this weekend. That might sound mad, alright? I'm aware of that, I get it. I hear you. But here's the thing. Um, I got a really decent royalties payment this month, and so I thought, well, I may as well do it while I've got actual fucking money. Do you know what I mean? So I've been doing my my shopping, my Christmas shopping. Got the presents sorted. Um, I've got to get like food and that because I'm I'm doing Christmas at my house this year, unless of course the government cancels it at the last minute for the place that I live again. In which case, I will be tearing up to Downing Street with, like, a fucking turkey banging on the gates, being like, What the fuck, Boris? What the fuck? But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. I've promised you this is going somewhere, by the way. Uh, <laughs> so what I like to do when I wrap Christmas presents, because I hate wrapping Christmas presents, because... Well... <laughs> I just find it really challenging because you know I'm clumsy at the best of times my hands aren't too great actually uh, it's a funny story, and by funny story, I mean not at all. Um, and I just, I just find it really shit. So, but I've got to do it because I can't, I can't exactly just be like, oh, here's your presents in various bags for life that I've collected throughout the year, because people will be very unimpressed with that, even if I do cook them a lovely Christmas dinner, which I do plan to do. So I have to power through it and fucking wrap these gifts. Will they look a bit crunchy in terms of wrapping? Probably, but they're going to be wrapped nonetheless. So, I sat down to wrap my Christmas presents. I'm actually in the middle of doing it right now, and I just had to tell you about this, because I feel like it is... God, was the moment? There I was, wrapping my presents. I had to put something on to keep myself, like in the Christmas vibe, because if, if I don't, I'm just going to be like, oh, it's October and I don't want to do this, I could do it later, and then I'll keep putting it off, and then I won't do it ever, and it'll be like Christmas morning, 7am, my family knocking on the door, and I'm like, oh shit, I haven't wrapped anything, (laughs) and also the turkey's probably still in the freezer, fuck, so I I have to motivate myself to do it now, so I put on some old Eastenders Christmas episodes, I love EastEnders, um, if you didn't know. When EastEnders stopped airing for a bit during the lockdown, I legitimately lost my shit. I'm not even joking. For some reason, that felt like the worst thing that had ever happened to me. Even though far worse things were actually happening for me at the time, I I just kind of, like, focused in really hard on EastEnders and I took it really, really badly for some reason. (laughs) Like, it was god i was i was losing my shit man but anyways i fucking love eastenders and so i thought i'm gonna sit down and watch some christmas eastenders that's what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna wrap these fucking presents uh by the way so far i have wrapped one um and now i've taken a break to record stuff for the podcast so i mean this is going really well anyway how does this relate to politics I'm about to tell you because I was watching an EastEnders Christmas episode from 2001 and you will not believe who I saw. You will not believe it. Former Labour MP, current Labour Mayor of West Yorkshire, Tracy Brabin. She showed up. And I was like, yo, I know that woman. Where do I know her from? So in the show, she's like playing, um, like this lady who's like, she takes like young girls from the street and she grooms them and she forces them to do bad things for, for money. And th- you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah. Um, so she shows up and I'm like, yo, what? I know her. Why do I know her? Was she in something else? And then it clicked, and I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) Wow, wow, wow. Look who it is. It's Tracy Brabin. God, I lost her, man. I was like, that's... (laughs) This thing. This thing. She's on the TV. Well, she's not on the TV, actually, because I was watching it on my phone. Um... I just I just thought it was interesting. I mean she she has had a a, a, a lot of parts in different things actually and she, she was a writer before as well. She did a lot of T V writing um before she became an MP. So I just I just saw it and I just I lost it for a second and I was like <laughs> <laughs> Not the mayor of West Yorkshire fighting with Kat Slater man. <laughs> this is wild. But you know what? In comparison to what you know, some politicians do outside of politics, I, I'd say actually, she she's doing great, you're doing amazing, sweetie, because you got some people, and they'll do some real, like, grotesque, stand, you know, fucking scandalous shit, um, and she does acting, and we stand, she's very good, she's very believable, I thought, oh my god, you know, she's scary to me in this moment, which is wild, because like, she always seems really nice like in real life. I mean, She's she very convincing. I thought, my goodness, she is a dangerous woman with nothing to lose. But her freedom, obviously, because she was doing some very arrestable shit. Um, but yeah, we kind of had to stand. Mm. And you know what? I'm, I'm glad I'm doing all my Christmas shit early, because <laughs> if it's all true about all these shortages and shit, I don't want to be caught out. I don't want to be caught out. I'm. Just, <laughs> I'm. I'm just grateful uh, to the, the the good people, at. Uh, at all the various uh, streaming companies that have given me uh, this royalty payment that have, blessed me and allowed me to get my shit together early because, I got a so bad feeling, about this Christmas. I can't lie to you. i thought i was done recording for the day um but i'm not depending on uh <laughs> depending on where i like edit the episode i don't know where this clip's gonna appear but i need to talk about this i need to get it off my mind i've seen something on the twitter and it has really fucking annoyed me so there are quite a few people trying to i don't know get like this whole situation started trying to talk some shit i guess um there are lots of people trying to claim that nicola sturgeon is gonna quit as first minister because she looks tired okay firstly what the fuck? what does he what, what does that mean i mean She's the leader of a country. I think she's entitled to fucking look quite, like, quite tired. Anybody would. It's not an easy job, right? But here's the thing. Have you ever seen that episode of... Do you know what? I'm going to start talking about Doctor Who again. That episode where um, the Doctor gets pissed off at Harriet Jones, the MP that then becomes Prime Minister, He gets pissed off at her and then he starts, (laughs) he's like, oh, I'm going to take you down, I'm going to take you down. And then he goes, oh, she looks tired. It's that. It's, this is something that gets used against female politicians all the time, actually. It wasn't started there, but that was like the most um, available example I could think of to display what I mean, it's something that gets said all the time, it's just, oh, doesn't she look tired? Oh, poor dear, she looks tired, she'll have to go soon. Go and, like I don't know, take up knitting or volunteer at a local library or something. I, th- I think being a leader is a bit hard on her, the poor thing. It's, it's, it's to undermine women and to make it look like women cannot handle the pressures of big jobs. Let me tell you something. Nicola Sturgeon is a woman that has outlasted pretty much every prime minister that 's been put in front of her. I also have no doubt she will outlast Boris Johnson to be real. Um, you know <laughs> people are throwing all kinds of shit at her, and she 's still there. Why because she she 's good at her job, obviously, and she keeps winning fucking elections. i don 't think being tired is going to stop her like she could she could just go take a nap that if she's tired she can have a nap that doesn't mean she needs to quit her job a woman should not have to quit her job because some dickhead on the internet thinks she looks tired right and you know what here's the other thing and i want to talk about this because i think it's important sorry my housemate's yelling at the alexa i told her i said don't yell at her she's trying her best but she keeps doing it um yet more persecution of women do you know what i mean? That's the big question. Is the woman in my Alexa that says things to me, is that a real woman? Like on Black Mirror? I don't know. But anyway. No one's saying shit about how knackered Boris Johnson seems to constantly be. That bitch is always on holiday. Boris Johnson's always on holiday. He's always having a break. Always having a break. Um, He walks around. He's got messy hair all the time. He looks untidy. Um, I mean, listen. Let me tell you this. When I was at school, we used to have to wear, like, a shirt and a tie and all that as part of the uniform and the blazer. I used to wear a skirt my brother would wear trousers. When we left the house, my mum would check us. She'd check. We looked presentable. Our uniform was on properly. Hair looked presentable. All that. We would not leave the house unless we looked neat and tidy. Because my mum would not allow for that. Like, I, I don't know if it's like a northern thing my mum's from the north um my, my whole family are actually but well my mum's side anyway um but she wouldn't she wouldn't let us leave the house she didn't want us to go out looking untidy looking a mess somebody needs to be doing this with boy johnson because that man constantly looks an absolute fucking state but nobody nobody looks at him and says oh oh he's, he's having a bit of a rough time he's a bit tired Oh, i think it's time for you to go boris nobody says that to him this bitch will turn up every week premises questions fucking slurring his speech as he talks not making any sense when he answers questions talking absolute shit and nobody looks at that and says oh oh boris you, you're losing it a bit you've been a bit messy on main i think it's time to go nobody says that to him He constantly looks like he hasn't slept for a week every time he's on camera and nobody tells him and nobody theorises that he should go because he he looks tired or he looks a bit messy. No-one says that. Why? Come on, you know why. I mean, look. Boris Johnson, right? And I don't mean to be unkind, I'm just telling the truth there. It's like that bit from EastEnders. Again, I'm going on about all my favourite shows this week. Where Phil does crack and he's just he's walking around he's he's still wearing like shirt trousers and all that but he's he's just got this messy energy he's walking around he's got crack he's having a drink he's listening to some music he's shouting at that woman rainy she's got some crack as well it's all very chaotic and messy and you'd look at that phil mitchell and you'd say phil you can't go and work down the arches you look a state no you can't go and look after ben You, you look a state You've got to get yourself cleaned up, tidied up, have a shower, sort yourself out, right? Boris Johnson has that same energy, that same vibe, that same aesthetic. And nobody says to him, Boris, you've got to sort yourself out, mate. Look at you. Look at the state of you. Brush your fucking hair. Make sure your shirt's tucked in properly. Look at yourself. Have a word with yourself in the mirror. Nobody says that to him. They just let him trundle on being the fucking Prime Minister. Nobody bothers him about it. But Nicola Sturgeon looks tired once and everyone's like, oh, I think it's time for her to go. Oh, it's in the state of that. She looked tired. What the fuck does that even mean? Listen, she's a woman who (laughs) works in politics and has done for a long time. She knows she has to come correct. She knows, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. And she knows that truth. She knows she has to look immaculate every time she steps out the door. She has got to have, like, my mum at the door telling her right check your outfit you look fine check your shoes they're shiny it's fabulous um your makeup looks nice your hair looks nice off you go Nicola she's got to do that because she's a woman and if she doesn't people start on this shit and they start saying oh didn't she look tired oh she's got like one hair out of place oh I think that means she cannot be first minister anymore I just is it too much to ask that a woman is judged by how well she does her job Rather than whether she looks tired or not. Is it too much to ask. That a man who is obviously. Like worse at his job. Like just on an objective level. Boris Johnson is obviously a worse leader than Nicola Sturgeon. He's obviously. Like I mean come on. Come on. Even the most delusional Tory would have to like quietly admit that to themselves. Is it too much to ask. For him to be held to the same standards as her. You know what I mean? For him to have to live in her shoes and be judged the way she is judged unfairly. And then maybe if we start doing that, we'll realise how fucking stupid it is to decide whether someone gets to be a leader of a country or not based on how tired they look. Because it's stupid. It's stupid and it's misogynistic and I'm tired of it. Oh, boy. This one... Mm. (laughs) Girl, when I tell you about what this person said, my goodness. So, Sir Peter Bottomley, the oldest MP in Westminster, a conservative MP, he has... Oh, girl... He has talked about his financial issues, his financial struggles. He says he's having a real hard time. Real fucking hard time. Uh, He believes that MPs, who are currently, by the way, paid over £81,000 a year, should be paid the same amount doctors (laughs) as doctors <laughs> uh, just as a reminder most people in the UK are earning around 31,000 a year but there are plenty that are earning far less than that and this man believes that he should be paid more than 81,000 pounds a year um, he also gets expenses by the way just just so we're clear, he also gets that. Um <laughs> What? <laughs> he said to the new statesman a general practitioner in politics ought to be paid roughly the same as a general practitioner in medicine. Shut the fuck up! What? Listen, buddy, doctors train for years. And when they are qualified, they are literally able to save people's lives. Okay, um, doctors are are literal like fucking like they can literally look at the human body and patch it together again. They they can they can they can fix us when we are fucking busted and broken. What can you do? What is it that you do that makes you think you deserve this? What? how can you compare yourself to a doctor are you on drugs is that where all the money goes is that why you're out here pleading poverty out here with the fucking fucking cash app link and the paypal link what go what mm. what are you talking about what are you actually talking about like <laughs> Get a real job, you spoiled little princess. What are you saying? I... God. There are people in the UK that wake up every day hungry because they live in poverty. And this man is out here like, I just think that me earning £81,000 a year isn't enough. Fuck off. What are you spending it on? Maybe you should manage your budget better, all right? Maybe go down to the job centre and take a budgeting class. That's what you tell poor people to do. So why don't you do the same? Fucking mug. Honest, honestly, I... Girl. go. So this man... This man was here and say, eighty one thousand pounds a year is not enough for him to live on, but he's quite happy for his government that he serves taking away twenty pounds a week from Universal Credit claimants. Get fucked, mate. One idiot. <laughs> it's, I, it's audacious as fuck. You know what I mean? Like that is just what the actual fuck what the fuck um there was some wild shit that went down in wales um girl girl wales was the main character for a while this week (laughs) so uh the labor party in wales who are currently in government uh had a plan they wanted to introduce COVID passes in Wales. Um, there was a lot of opposition to that uh, from pretty much all the opposition parties. However, there was a kerfuffle. There was a moment that allowed the plan to pass. COVID passes coming to Wales, coming to a Welsh nightclub near you soon, I think. I don't know. <laughs> um, so what happened what happened a technological kerfuffle my friends so um it had throughout the day seemed as if it was going to be defeated and covid parties would not be coming in as all of the major opposition parties had said they were going to vote against it meaning that the vote would be tied and in the event of a tied vote the 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 presiding officer (laughs) Girl. I should try that in Welsh because I can't speak English today uh would have been obliged not to allow new legislation on to the books however a Tory member Gareth Davis who was joining the meeting remotely was unable to get onto Zoom to cast his vote and that meant that the vote passed 28 votes to 27 It was absolute chaos. People were fucking losing their shit on the damn internet. People were so mad about it. They were like, I can't believe this. It's an affront to democracy. But let me tell you something. I want to tell you something. Do you know why Gareth Davis was having to log in on the Zoom? Do you know why? Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Because he was living it up. A fucking Tory conference in Manchester so that's why he was having to join on the zoom if this vote meant so much to him which he said it did to his constituents by the way he put out a little statement that morning he said this I've had so many emails and messages over the past few days to oppose vaccine passes in Wales to confirm I'll be opposing the Welsh government's proposal for vaccine passports in Wales in the vote today now listen listen here If it meant so much to him, if he was really telling the truth to his constituents and saying, yes, 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 I'm definitely gonna do it. Why was he at Tory conference? I'm sorry, but it's not like he was important in terms of Tory conference going ahead. It's not like he was, you know, a huge part of it. It's not like he had like a massive speech to do or anything like that. He didn't really need to be there. He could have been in Wales, doing his job but instead he went to party at a fucking tory conference have a good time fucking i don't know twerk with liz truss at a gay club that nobody wants in there like whatever he was doing and he wasn't doing his job he was not at i'm sorry but what the fuck listen hybrid systems in in the various parliaments across the uk were not put in place so that members could half-ass their jobs okay they were put in place for people that needed to be able to work from home due to the virus like if they need to self-isolate or if they are clinically vulnerable Or something like that it's not so that members can just like stay at home if they can't be asked to make the commute which you know they should be doing we all know that you know it's not so that members can fuck off to tory conference for the week and not do the job that they're paid to do that is not what the hybrid system is for so the fact that he got caught out for this i don't really feel much sympathy for this man this vote was not a surprise it's not like labor just announced like that morning oh by the way Yeah, so this big controversial issue, (laughs) we're going to have the vote in 10 minutes, okay? (laughs) That's not what happened. So, this man would have known that that vote was happening. Why didn't he leave the conference early so he could make sure he was actually there? I just, he's not important enough to have been like, you know, giving some kind of keynote speech or nothing. Like, (laughs) girl. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like this man is is not I'm sorry but if he if he can't be asked to just turn up to Wales to do his fucking job, he shouldn't be having that job. I'm I'm sorry, but that's the tea, that's the truth. Um Let's talk about Nadine Doris. <laughs> I can't stand her Um, So she was She was at Tory conference as well Our beloved culture secretary Um, She was talking On the radio during conference She was doing an interview and she talked about Regretting her vote Against equal marriage Um, She said I voted against love I felt as though I had voted against love well, your apology's not accepted, love. Um, this is the same Nadine Doris who, just a few years ago, um, when she was supposed to be racked with regret, tweeted Gay marriage worked well for our party then, vote winner, not. Uh, because she was uppity. because, I don't know, the gays were not flocking to the Tories with gratitude or something. Um, Oh, thank you so much for our equal rights so that we're finally on an equal level with straight people, Nadine. It's only been several centuries. Thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Um, Like, what the fuck, bitch? (laughs) And here's the thing. She's a grown adult. Here's the thing, like, the vote on equal marriage, you know i want to be real clear about this because it's important it was not the conservative mps that were voting on that on that legislation they were not told one way or the other which way they had to vote it was what was called a free vote so basically they could vote whichever way they wanted they could vote yes they could vote no they could abstain they could do whatever the fuck they wanted there was absolutely no pressure from the government to vote one way or the other for the conservatives right so she's an adult she's been given the freedom to vote whichever way she wants by her party and she made a deliberate choice to vote no so i don't really want to hear about it i don't you know she had every opportunity she had the same opportunity as all of the conservative mps that voted yes she had the same opportunities as them to see lgbt people as humans as people just like her that deserve the same rights as her but she made the choice not to she's a grown fucking woman i don't want to hear these excuses i don't care if she's sad about it i don't care if she regrets it i don't care if it makes her feel bad you should feel bad nadine you should because it was a bad thing to do okay and it makes you a bad person because you did it all right like that's it and i know people are gonna be like oh but you have to forgive people and you have to let them learn and grow the woman is she's a middle-aged fucking woman how much more growing do you think she's capable of come on come on like i i don't get this when people are like oh you've got to let people learn and grow when it's like people that should have been doing the learning and growing a long time before like come on there were plenty of other people of a similar age to her in the conservative party that voted yes because they did the work and they they looked at people and they said you know what these are people just like us and we can't deprive them of the same rights as us that's wrong and they made that choice she didn't okay so i i don't want to fucking hear from her i don't (laughs) i just don't care i don't care if she's sorry i don't care if she feels bad i i don't give a fuck I just don't. Like, I'm sorry. (laughs) If that makes me like a mean gay, like, fine. Um, I'm good with that. Like, I have no problem with that. (laughs) Oh, bitch. Um, mm. Okay, so this is something completely different, (laughs) but I'm mad about it, so I'm gonna talk about it. Uh, So there was a counsellor in Liverpool called Malcolm Kennedy who lived in Spain. And he has finally resigned as councillor. So uh, Malcolm Kennedy, uh, he moved to Spain in 2020, I believe. Um, And local people were pissed about it. People in Liverpool were pissed about it. Fair enough. Because they have a councillor that no longer lives in the area. No longer really, truly understands the problems the area has. But he still gets to be the councillor. It's fucked up. Um, I think it is it's a sign of why people like get frustrated and angry about politics this whole situation it makes it so clear to me why people get annoyed and why people are like fuck this this is stupid because it is stupid this is a man that was really no longer capable of doing the job um you know he's living in a completely different place he doesn't really understand the area anymore because he doesn't live there he can't um, he can't be around as much to help constituents. And yet he gets to keep the job because he just, he wants to. He wants to. Um, and local people had absolutely no way of getting him out of that job. Because there, there's no... There, there's no safeguard for that. And this is not the first time something like this has happened. There was uh, a councillor near me uh, who was elected for a seat in Kent and then moved all the way to, like, I think it was Croydon or something, which is fucking miles away. Uh, he barely turned up to meetings and shit. And local people had no way of getting him out. It was... <laughs> in fact, as far as I know, I think he still actually is a councillor in the area, which is fucking stupid. Um, Me, personally, I don't agree with um people representing an area that they don't live in because you can't understand it properly I don't agree with parachuting people in I think that's fucking stupid and gross Um, I just hate that shit bro and you know when people say oh politics is stupid all politicians are the same shit like this is why you know if you want people engaged you have to not do this shit but people keep doing this shit so (laughs) do you see where the problem is? do you see where we are? (laughs) it's it's fucked up it's fucked up um so Boris Johnson was asked asked this week he was asked this week there you go there you go uh he was asked in an interview um if he believed that making misogyny a hate crime would be the way forward um and well I mean at least he didn't (laughs) at least he didn't get misogyny confused with something else but he did say That he would not want to do it because he believed it would overload police. So, um, wow. (laughs) The Prime Minister believes that there is so much misogyny that (laughs) we just don't have the police to deal with it. That's that's fucking reassuring. Um, I mean, I would have thought he'd be against it because it would probably be the one thing that would get him sent down, but fair enough. Um, (laughs) Oh, bitch. Um, He also said, what we need to do is concentrate on real crime. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you look... At, um, at pretty pretty much any any you know offender that has, for example, murdered a woman or raped a woman, there will often be a, a pattern of misogynistic behaviour that, if this legislation were to come into play, would be counted as misogynistic crime. And so we could concentrate on real crime, Boris, by preventing it by taking people who, you know, commit these, for want of a better term, lower-level misogyny offences and, you know, getting them the help they need so they can function properly in society and not go on to commit much bigger crimes such as rape and murder. Um, it's kind of, in a similar sense... Um, I'm going kind of way off track here, but... Um, To how a lot of uh, serial killers, for example, there's been a lot of studies shown that many serial killers um, start off with, you know, being violent towards animals, Um, you know, and so you can look at, for example, someone that's very violent with animals, you know, they, they hurt animals, they torture animals, they kill animals. A lot of the time they will go on to offending against humans in the future, right? It's the same thing. If somebody has a a pattern of behaviour against women, we can reasonably predict that at some point, if there is no intervention, if there's no help and support for this person, they may go on to commit even bigger crimes, or as Boris would call them, real crimes, against women, right? So surely prevention, to make sure that there is less real crime, is better than doing nothing. But Prime Minister Twatface just can't be asked. I... But I have to give a shout-out to the good people of Scotland because, well, we just... We just had to stand. (laughs) We just really had to stand. Um... What an iconic country. Really, truly. Um... There was a report that came out that said misogynistic abuse could become a separate crime in Scotland. God. I would never stop loving that country. I... <laughs> I just love them. I just love them. Um, oh, God. At this point, I don't really know what we do about the Metropolitan Police because... are basically feral at this point like i don't even understand what's happening in that department it's scary um another one of their officers a serving metropolitan police officer has been charged with rape and police commissioner christina dick said i am deeply concerned to hear the news deeply concerned go are you kidding are you actually kidding you got fucking rapists and murderers in your police department and all you can say is you're deeply concerned girl, girl. and you know what it doesn't stop there it doesn't stop there. Pretty Patel, the Home Secretary and, you know, sort of like a full-time weirdo. Um, she has backed a new service that will apparently protect women walking home. Uh, the 888 service. Um fuck's sake. Uh, it's an app which could be launched by Christmas. Um, which will use GPS tracking to issue an alert to ensure people have returned home safely. <sighs> For fuck's sake. I don't need a fucking app. Also, this app is redundant because, like... Firstly, apps like this already exist. Um... And also, most modern phones will have safety features like that. Like, on my iPhone, I I can do something to it when it's locked and it will ring the police. Whether I tell it to or not, it just, like, does it automatically. So, this kind of shit kind of already exists. Like, the whole point of it is it will track you on your way home. And then you can press an alert button if you need help. Um, and then the police will go to your last location or something. Um... So yet again, this is this is like more extra shit that women have to do instead of like sorting out the actual perpetrators of the violence. Really, isn't it? I I mean of course Pretty Patel likes this because it means she doesn't have to do anything other than endorse an app. Um it, you know, she doesn't have to fix, you know, the criminal justice system to make sure that, you know violent dangerous offenders are actually taken off the street she doesn't have to um deal with the fact that there are police forces all over the uk that are fucking terrible and failing the public um so it actually makes her job pretty easy all she has to do is just say yeah this app's good isn't it yeah yeah yeah. let's just use this fucking app um i'm just sick of it i don't want to have to be like oh i'm gonna fucking install an app To make sure i don't die you know what i've actually already got one Uh, (laughs) um i'm serious on my phone right i have an app um it's called life 360 and so i'm like i'm on there and my housemates on there and it shares our location to each other so we can always check where the other is if i'm out too late she'll normally ring me and check i'm okay or she'll text me if i don't answer the phone um you know and and i can check where she is and all that kind of stuff um so we're already literally tracking each other's locations like that's already happening um and like i said i've already got the thing on my phone i can just shake it and it'll ring the police so um i've really got all this i don't know how many more fucking apps i need to make sure that if i get murdered it's not my fault because i've done everything reasonably possible or whatever um i just i've had enough i don't want to have to do all this extra shit to not get fucking murdered or attacked this is not the way a society should be functioning and let me tell you this there are plenty plenty of men that live their whole lives and don't do any weird creepy fuck shit right there are plenty of men that will just walk past the woman and not do anything and not be a fucking weirdo there are plenty of men that will not harass women and touch women so why are we making excuses for the ones that do why are we putting all the responsibility on women instead of saying hey hey No, no, no. The ones that are actually doing this, stop making excuses for them. Because there are plenty of other men that manage to go through their whole lives without doing that shit. So stop making excuses for the ones that do. Stop enabling them. Stop putting all the responsibility onto women. Deal with the actual perpetrators of violence. It's fucking... Mm. I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. Um... Speaking of things i fucking had enough of, um, conservative MP Jonathan Gullis. God, I don't know who this bitch is. i <laughs> he really thinks he's something though. So he was speaking at a conservative event during the conference, uh, conservative friends of education. Um, and he said, I hope using the term white privilege will be reported i hope that will be looked into and any teacher that's perpetuated in the who's perpetuated in the classroom ultimately should face a disciplinary hearing at least he was then talking about reporting people to prevent for using the term white privilege <laughs> so for those that don't know what prevent is our uh, prevent is um It's like an anti-extremism program here in the UK. So if you... Basically, if you think somebody may uh, be an extremist or be being radicalised into extremism, you report them to Prevent. And they will try and sort them out, I guess. Uh, (laughs) Prevent has been quite controversial over the years because there have been um, a number of kind of like knee-jerk referrals, I guess. Um, You know, there have been... I remember reading about, like, this little boy who was referred. Like, this, like, six-year-old or something. And it was was pretty much that he was referred because he was a Muslim. Like, he hadn't said or done anything extremist. And he was six. um, And he ended up being referred. So, it's it's quite a controversial thing anyway. Um, But the idea of... (laughs) Of referring people for that girl girl you gonna refer every white person who says it too? huh? honestly this bitch, it's like get on and do your fucking job I'm sure that the people in Stoke-on-Trent North would prefer that you do something to actually help them, rather than whatever this shit is, like <laughs> speaking of uh, people not doing their jobs speaking of people not doing their jobs um so there was there was a number of tweets that went a little bit viral this week um from people who had contacted one mp in particular anthony brown who is a conservative mp uh they'd contacted his office in regards to Afghan refugees. Um, oh God. Um, and this, this appears to have happened more than once. Um, so people were writing. Just to ask their MP. If he could. Do what he was able to do. What was in his capability to ensure evacuations for afghan refugees um and these emails were sent in august um and people are only getting responses now so uh this is one of the responses thank you for your email to mr brown regarding kabul airport to which he has asked me to respond mr brown has recently released a statement on this issue on his website which you can find here i do hope this answers your questions slash reassures you slash makes you leave us alone oh god they said the quiet part out loud um thank you for taking the time to write to mr brown best wishes And uh, another lady also got the exact same response. They both then got follow-up emails, which said this. It has come to my attention that the last email contained a rude request at the end of it. May I assure you that was entirely my mistake, and the email was meant to be sent to my colleague. I understand that was exceptionally exceptionally unprofessional and i can only apologize mr brown takes the situation in afghanistan extremely seriously i am truly mortified if i have caused any offense thank you again for making contact with mr brown and i offer my most sincere apology listen listen here people should be able to write to their mps in confidence knowing that they will be taken seriously and be treated with respect the fact that these horrific emails were sent I can't, I can't makes you leave us alone that's god oh. and you know what even if that was supposed to just be an internal email sent between colleagues and was never supposed to actually be sent out that's not really a good enough excuse because why was that being sent you know, between colleagues in the first place. Why? To what end? What for? It's just... if I'm sorry, but if you... If you are going to be a caseworker for a Member of Parliament, you have to take it seriously because there are going to be people writing to you every day with real and serious fucking problems and you can't make it into a joke. This shit is not funny. What the... I... Mm, it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. Um, I, speaking of things that are fucking ridiculous. Um, let's talk about Michael Fabricant. This bitch. I... Okay, you know what? I can't gatekeep and say that, like, we're no longer allowing him to be in the LGBT community because I can't do that. But what I will say is this. If he wants his membership continued, he needs to get his shit together and stop this because I am embarrassed for him. And I'm embarrassed, like, on the whole, because... Not this bitch bringing shame upon us. Um... So he was... He's his very... Like here's the thing, so you remember Brexit, right, right, like, I don't really talk about Brexit much anymore, because there's nothing I can do about it, I mean, yes, it's negatively affecting my life, uh, there are a number of shortages across the UK, uh, primarily because of Brexit, nobody really wants to admit that, but it's true, um, Uh, I live in Kent, so Brexit-related traffic is also fucking up my life. Um, And also, I just liked being in the European Union, so I'm still low-key a bit pissed about it. But I don't keep going on about it. I don't go off attacking, like, Brexit voters or whatever, because you know what? There's nothing I can do, and I don't want to spend my energy doing that shit, because it's sad. Michael Fabricant, however, whose side actually won, will not stop... The fuck shit. Okay? Go. Um so he was talking about fucking Brexit related shit. Um and then he said something. I don't know how I feel about saying it out loud because it contains a really horrible slur against disabled people and I don't want to say that because I'm a decent person and I don't do that shit. Um, unlike this bitch. Um So he was having a little conversation with somebody and he said, not heard of, okay, let me spell it. I won't say it, but I'll spell it out to you. R-E-M-O-N-G-E-R-S. Before I like it. So there's this whole thing that some people on the like pro-Brexit side will do where they try and make Remainer or Remain into like some kind of negative like nickname or word it's a bit cringe to be honest um i also find it a bit cringe when people on like the remain side do the same thing with like leave or brexit it's like girl we're not five-year-olds this is embarrassing (laughs) um one of the like more popular ones is like ramonas so this idea that like people that voted remain are always complaining and whining and whatever but you know what i feel like we have the right to okay so like get out my face but this one in particular it's it's using a really horrible slur against disabled people i just i, I don't think that's appropriate for really anybody but especially not a member of parliament And I think it's disgusting and gross. Um, I just, it's just horrible. There's no need for it. Um, Like you fucking won, Michael. Be happy, dear Lord. What a sad little life, Michael. And what a sad little hairpiece. Mm, Yeah, bitch. You know what? You know what he needs to do? I don't know why he hasn't thought of this before. Bitch needs to get himself a lace front, then no one's gonna talk about it. Get yourself a lace front, girl. No one's gonna mind. Anyways, um, in uh in Strange Crossovers, uh Russell T. Davis. <laughs> um writer for Doctor Who and It's a Sin, which is one of my favorite TV shows over the last few years. And also, I, I love Doctor Who, actually, um, as well. <laughs> I've been re-watching it recently. God, I've been getting into it. Mm. Living my best life. But anyway, um, he decided to talk about Nadine Doris. He was interviewed by The Eye, which is a newspaper over here. Um, and he was talking about some comments that Nadine Doris made. Uh <laughs> Girl. <laughs> So, Nadine Doris said that the BBC was mainly staffed by people whose mum and dad worked there and that the BBC was guilty of groupthink. Firstly, like, groupthink... uh, God, make it make sense. That's not even really a thing. Secondly, I don't think you get to come at the BBC for nepotism when you literally hired your own children to work for you with the fucking taxpayer paying their fucking wages. Like, I don't think you get to do that, sis. Um... (laughs) I mean go. Um so Russell T. Davis mm, He was mad. He was mad as hell. He called Nadine Doris a fucking idiot. <laughs> I mean You know he's not gonna get no argument from me. Um He also said that Nadine Doris wants to control culture. I am getting that vibe from her. The fact that she is repeatedly going after and attacking the BBC. Um, You know, it's just... It seems like the start of something. You know what I mean? Uh, So he said, The woman's an idiot. A big fucking idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bitch, yeah. (laughs) Um, Nadine Doris has said some pretty wild things as well. She's talking about uh, a war on woke. God, that's not even real. Um, She said that lots of people that work for the BBC are very left-wing and often hypocritical and have frequently patronising views. Um, She's also suggested that left-wing snowflakes are destroying culture. I just think she's really bitter about the fact that nobody liked her trash fucking books, to be honest. Um, People that work in entertainment and culture have a right to have their own political views. And you don't get to be mad at them if they're not the same as yours. Um, Are there lots of people that work in, you know, entertainment and shit that are left-wing? Yeah. You know, um, in my various career-related adventures, you know, um, you know being around other musicians yes lots of them are very left wing uh being around other writers yes lots of them are very right you know left wing um <laughs> you know um you know other stuff i've done you know a lot of the time i'm interacting with people that are left wing um i've also met people that are right wing not as many but that's not something that needs to be fixed or balanced. you know why? Because people are entitled to their own fucking political views. There is no one that says you can't work in entertainment or you can't work in media if you're right-wing. There are whole channels devoted to right-wing ideas and right-wing ideologies. Uh, there are whole publications for it. There are spaces for people that are right-wing and would like to work in these jobs. So... You know, I don't really understand this idea that there's this kind of war on right-wing people in the entertainment industry and in the media industry because there really isn't. And she's trying to make up this whole victim complex, and it's just really cringe and sad. And I've had a fucking enough. Um, <laughs> I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm just tired of her. Um... Oh god. I feel deeply uncomfortable with this, what I'm about to talk about. It makes me uncomfortable because I feel like I feel like I mean it's incredibly unfair. And I feel like it's not. I don't think it's in the spirit of democracy. I don't know if that makes sense. So, um, the Supreme Court um has upheld a challenge by the Westminster government by UK law officers um, to they they've basically said that provisions in two bills that were passed at Holyrood should should not be within Holyrood's powers, right? But here's the thing: they were unanimously backed, right? And and it's it's not it's not like they were you know anything bad. It's not like Holyrood was out here, I don't know, voting for the Prime Minister of Great Britain and Northern Ireland to be executed every fucking Christmas, or for like I don't know Scotland to be able to fucking fire trident missiles directly at london that's not what happened these are 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 good good things that they want to do um you know (laughs) solidifying children's rights you know what what is so wrong with that what is so wrong with that and here's the thing how on earth are the people of Scotland and the legislators of Scotland supposed to trust anything that the British government says? If every single time they want to use their powers, the British government will step in and say, actually, I know that we've given you that as devolved, but we've decided that actually that's, that's out of your reach. We don't actually want you to do that. So even though it is devolved... And even though you do technically have the right to make this law, we've changed our minds and now you don't. What the fuck does devolution even mean then? Like, what what the fuck does it mean? What the fuck does it mean? So uh, the, the primary reason is that um, judges decided that the legislation could affect Westminster's ability to make laws for Scotland right but that's the point of devolution the point is that scotland is allowed to have certain things that they are allowed to make decisions on themselves that's the point of devolution there's not supposed to be like limits it's not supposed to be okay yeah 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 you can decide on this um but actually we still want to maintain control on this thing that we said you have control over no 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 <laughs> If you devolve something, you've devolved it. You don't get to pull it back and say, well, actually, hold on. (laughs) We'd We'd like to just take back a little bit of that control. No, 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 no. That's not how it's supposed to be. That's fucked up. And it's unfair. And you look at this and you think, well, you can't be surprised that there are people that want to leave then can you you cannot be shocked when (laughs) when when you stop a country from doing something as as simple as simple as trying to set a legal requirement for public authorities to comply with the international standards on children's rights you try and stop them doing that of course they're going to want to leave and this is the thing, people will be like, oh, I don't understand why they want to leave. And then they'll be supportive of this shit. It's, it's dishonest, it's disingenuous, it's lying. You're saying to people, you know, yes, you, know, you, can have, you can have the powers of devolution. You can have the ability to make your own choices and your own decisions. Uh-uh-uh. But we might step in and just claw those back a little bit if, if you get too confident and you start making choices that we don't like. If, if you start being confident with your powers and, and we feel threatened by that, we might step in and take them away again. How on earth is anybody, any voter, any legislator, anybody in the country of Scotland supposed to trust the British government after this? I just, this legislation was not controversial at the Scottish Parliament. Everybody was into it. Everybody was in favour of it. Who wouldn't be? Who wouldn't be in favour of making sure that children have human rights? Like, who wouldn't want that? And because of this, because of this, that legislation has to wait now. And that trust is irrevocably broken. And it is such a... It's such a deep lack of respect. Like, I'm sorry, but <laughs> what the fuck? I I fucking hate this. I fucking hate this. I God, let me let me set myself a little calendar reminder for 2023, bitch. I'm out of here. Ah, uh, can't be dealing with that. Um, <laughs> I gotta talk about something that's make me like gonna make me not yell because girl i feel like my voice is on her last legs (laughs) oh girl so youtube (laughs) uh somebody at the labor party's social media team made a little bit of a mistake uh they set up the labor party conference live streams uh as made for kids on the youtube app (laughs) so on youtube when you upload a video or you start a live stream or whatever you can select whether it's made for children and that means you have to put in like certain safeguards and and all that and make sure it is appropriate for all children um it also means that you can't um you can't like minimize the video and go do something else because i don't know for some reason kids aren't allowed to do that on youtube but uh, (laughs) um So somebody somebody set some of Labour's live streams as uh, made for kids, which everyone was laughing at because the Labour Party as a joke to some people. As a joke to me, I couldn't possibly say. <laughs> you might think that I couldn't possibly comment. Um, <laughs> everybody's tracking the Labour Party. Bless them, bless them. Um, you know what? <laughs> the Labour Party weren't even really like super clowny this week although maybe they were but it's just the Conservatives are being like extra clowny and I didn't really notice um (laughs) it was just girl this week fucking conference related kerfuffles it was a mess I was not really living because I was like sad that it's come to this you know it's like oh my god this is my government this is the British government. This is all I've got. <laughs> Until I run away to Scotland and never return. Um, and I... I feel sad sometimes. Because it's like, oh my god. This is it, isn't it? This is like... <laughs> this is all we got. It's fucked up. Um... <laughs> what can I hope for? There's not an election on the horizon. Um... it's all gone to shit and and while it's all gone to shit boris johnson's gone on holiday (laughs) again (laughs) this bitch is constantly on fucking holiday what the how many days of holiday a year do you get how many days of annual leave do you get as prime minister because what the fuck Most people just get the standard 28 days and that includes like bank holidays and shit. How many days of holiday does this bitch fucking get? Because what the fuck? Anyway, uh, so he's on holiday. He's gone to Marbs, bless him. Like a little Love Islander or whatever. Um, (laughs) It's so stupid. Um, A Spanish police source actually spoke to the Sunday Mirror about it and said officially we can't confirm but unofficially he's in a big luxury (laughs) villa oh my god anyway so I hate that bitch Uh, I hope you have a lovely holiday Boris twat that's all my loves but i will see you again next week for more chaos fun and absolute nonsense love you bye should go away, it should shut up.